Hi. Good morning. Hello, my love. How are you? I'm so good. How are you? I'm doing great. Good to uh, see you. It's so good to see you too. It's been so long. It's been a long time, hasn't it? I think it was um, like two years ago now. Something no, like that. Seriously, gosh, time flies, doesn't it? It doesn't feel like that long, but when you think about it, yeah, I think it has been that long. I know. And 2020 on its own is like, <laughs> on one hand, it feels like it's going by fast, but on another hand, it's like, how is this year still going? <laughs> no crap. It, that No truer words have ever been spoken. <laughs> so crazy. I love it. I know. So how um, are you doing? Yeah. Oh, <laughs> you go first. First. <laughs> you, you. Okay. Hey, this is hilarious. <laughs> I just need to get myself comfortable here. I want to like do your thing on my couch and be all cozy, pulling everything in close. I'm all about cozy. <clears throat> okay, so I've been doing great. Um, honestly, don't really remember the last time we chatted. Kind of what we talked about in full mm. detail. Um, I know that um, you and I have connected because of Young Living, mm -hmm. and so that's still a big part of my life. Young Living is still my my passion, my bread and butter, my everything, really. It's something that I adore. Um, I have, this year has been a struggle with mm. all things entrepreneurship. Like in living is, is, I just haven't felt, I haven't felt like I've put my all into it. So I'm, I'm struggling with that a little bit. Um, and I still love it. I need to, I need to plan some classes. I need to do some stuff. I just feel so uninspired lately. Mm. I don't know why. I feel the, I feel like I should feel the opposite because we are in this beautiful place right now where people need to take control of their health, both physical and also mental. And <laughs> exactly. And like plants are medicine and we can use this stuff. And like, this is something I need to be really amping up on and sharing kind of my life revolving around that stuff. I just yeah. feel like I've had so much other stuff go on and, you know, not only just going through a worldwide pandemic, but it's just kind of wild to know what to do and how to do it. So oh, I know. Um, still doing Young Living, still doing, um, I've actually been really busy with photography this season. It's nice in Minnesota here. Like we couldn't have had better weather, weather this last week. It's been 70s and on Friday it was 80 degrees, like October, what was it? October 9th and 80 degrees. Wild. Wow. Like, and the colors are beautiful here. And I have been so busy just taking family photos and stuff. This is always my busy time of year, um, which is a good thing because I love to be outside. I love to experience this beauty. You know? Same. Yeah. yeah so that's been good. Um, other than that, you know, it's just been a wild, <laughs> a wild adventure. I've been like dabbling in the dating scene for the last, yeah. Uh, <laughs> I can't. It's yeah. the worst. Sorry, continue. <laughs> it, it is. And I, I'm, I'm, I'm a believer in um, the power of speech. And so I hate to be like, it fucking sucks. But man, it sucks. It sucks. It's so hard. I, I think that I have to believe that right now with just the state of the world that that is also playing a role into why dating is so crazy. But regardless, dating mm. is hard when you're, how old are you? I'm 31. You're 31. I'm 35. Yeah. So yeah, dating in your 30s is like just a different world, you know? We can talk about that in more detail. Oh yeah, let's do that. <laughs> yeah. We can veer off in that direction if we need. But really, other than that, I mean, I've just been trying, like anyone else, just been trying to get by, trying to like understand what's going on and not only our country, but just the whole entire world. I felt mm. like 
a lot of stuff have really hopefully is, is starting to really wake people up about how we're living and how we're, you know, all, all kinds of craziness. My mind can go in a million different directions right now, but absolutely. Yeah. All that said and done, everything is really good around here. I'm, I'm lucky to live the life I do and have the freedom that I do. So I'm good. It's just been a wild adventure to get through it this year. Yeah. No shit. (laughs) 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 And I feel like there's, so there are so many things that you just said that I'm like, that I could touch on. I mean, for one thing, I, I honestly think that this pandemic has been a blessing in disguise. Like there, there, of course it's a terrible thing. It's terrible. People are dying. People are getting sick. People are afraid. Anxiety is through the roof, but like I personally still think that, and and I think I saw a meme somewhere about this where it's like mother nature was putting us in timeout. Like basically, yeah, like was basically telling us like, we need to calm the fuck down. We need to take a look at the way we've been living our lives and we need to choose a different path because clearly what we've been doing is not working. (laughs) Right. So, uh, that's kind of my opinion on it. I'm sure a lot of other people probably share that same opinion, but I think some of us are too afraid to say it because we we don't want to get the backlash from that. Oh yeah. Yeah. Like, I don't know about you, but I, a lot of days I feel crazy. I feel like I'm going crazy just because I don't know what to think. You know, when we're, when humans are, are put in a position where you just don't have the answers, mm. it's really kind of wild. We hate that. It's really been a while. Yeah, it's not, it kind of goes against everything we've been taught to know, you know, Mm -hmm. life is usually so structured, you know what to do next and what steps to take and you have a plan A and a plan B and all of a sudden a pandemic hits and shit is literally going crazy and we don't have answers. We Mm -hmm. don't know what he knows, not our government, not not world leaders, nobody knows what to expect with all of this, you know, Mm -hmm. and that sends people through a mental loop. (laughs) Absolutely. It does. Yes. It is hard to talk about, but I I love that you're somebody that can talk about this kind of stuff because it can be talked about, you know, like we're not alone. Like feeling crazy and feeling like so unsure of what's happening. We're definitely not alone. I know that. Oh God, no. And so for me personally too, with, you know, all that being said, I was one of the, I guess it's millions of people now that was laid off from my job because of COVID. Like, My job, our clients were restaurants and we got hit the hardest and, you know, the company I was working for, they laid off, I think it was like 50 to 75% of the company. And so this has been, so what, what are we going on? Like seven months, eight months now of all of this happening? I don't even know. I can't, I don't know what time frame I'm in, but. March is, yeah. So like seven months. Yeah. So. I have been trying to take this time as experimental, as an opportunity to kind of reflect a little bit more on myself, um, what I can do to contribute to society, what I can do to kind of um, live more of a purposeful life, I guess. Even Not that I haven't been doing that necessarily up until this point, but this is an opportunity for me to kind of expand on that. Yeah. And so that's another reason why, like, of course, at the time when I was laid off, I was like, 
oh shit, what am I going to do now? I have no idea how I'm going to pay my bills. I don't know any of this stuff. But the longer it goes on, the more I appreciate it for what it is. That's you know? Thing. That's a beautiful thing. I think I, I love your perspective of that. I think that it's the way it should be. I, so I'm, you know me a little bit and you know that like, I'm an observer of people. So this mm. shit is like, this is my bread and butter right here. I love to just observe how people are reacting to this, you know, not only just myself, but, but also other people, friends and family and loved ones. And it's interesting because I love, I love to ask people that same question. Like how has the pandemic affected your life? Has it been a scary thing? Has it been a good thing? Whatever, you know, just like lay it on me however you want. And I have found an overwhelming response of people say exactly what you just said that, yeah, it's terrifying, but it's also launched people into places of their lives. They never would have gone if they wouldn't have literally been forced to do it. So taking steps at starting businesses, taking steps at launching a podcast or doing something that seems fun and seems cool, but also doesn't seem a little risky, seems a little scary, doesn't seem necessary. And the pandemic has made people go, what the hell do I have to lose? Right. <laughs> I've either got the time on my hands or I need the income or I need, you know what I mean? I need the mental um, distraction or whatever it may be. So I've, I found that a lot of people have found a blessing in it. And I think that's a really beautiful thing. Of course, mm-hmm. it doesn't take away from all of the the hard stuff, you know, and, and that's all real and fine too, but it's also made me at least realize like what's truly important, Mm -hmm. you know, is it, is it chasing a paycheck to be able to pay your bills or is it doing something that fills you up inside and lights you up? And that's really hit home for me this year. Mm -hmm. Now, I can't remember. I'm sure we talked about this before, but um, do you have another job outside of Young Living or is that kind of your sole income? That's my sole income. So I do, or I should say that's the majority of the income that I use to live my life. And Mm -hmm. so I'm I'm also a photographer. So like Mm -hmm. do photos, do shoot weddings and families and all that kind of stuff too. And that's kind of supplemental, but that's not really, it's always been I don't want to use the term hobby because it's definitely more than a hobby. It's definitely a career. I've been shooting for 16 years, um, but it's not something that I like super rely on. You know, it's not regular. I don't, I don't try to schedule 10 sessions every month. I just kind of do it when clients need their photos and, and all that kind of stuff. So if I really sat down and tried to, you know, advertise and get the work, I think that that could be something bigger than it is. Um, but for now, it's just kind of been my side gig. Um, I also do Etsy. So I like make and sell things on Etsy. I've like done a super bad job at that this year, which is wild to me because with all the extra time, I'd hoped to be more creative. What do you Um, make? I need to know. I make so much stuff. I I don't even really have like a theme on what I make because it's always just random. But what actually got me started is I am very creative and I'm one of those people that can see something and I'm like, I could either buy that or I could make it and make it a little oh, bit. I'm different. so jealous of that. <laughs> I, and like, it's a weird thing. And it's weird because to me, it's so normal. And I know that not, not everyone has that, you know, gift or that talent or that desire. Um, but that's totally me. Like I, I can look at something and break it apart and go, I see how they did that. I can do it and I can do it even better, you know? Oh. So I got started making jewelry, hand stamped jewelry. 
and it was ugly. I mean, it wasn't beautiful by <laughs> any means. It's just like, I'm learning how to do this craft and I watched YouTube videos and whatever. And it was just, for me, I started my Etsy as literally a creative outlet. I don't need the income or I don't want, I'm not trying to like make a million dollars doing it. I just love it and I enjoy it. And if somebody else loves it and enjoys it too and wants to pay me, cool. If they don't, no big deal, but you know, whatever. So I started making hand stamp jewelry. Um, right now, my biggest is my biggest thing that I sell is I make earrings. So like these little monsters. Love those. Yeah. Or felt or whatever. I make them out of anything and I sell those and then I sell mini macrame plant stands. Oh, <gasps> give me. I need them. Cute. I was actually inspired because again, I see something and I'm like, oh, I could make that and do a little different. I was inspired. I was at Hobby Lobby once and they were selling a, a cute little mini macrame plant stand that goes on your rear view mirror. And I was like, oh, I love it that I could do it uh, different. Yes. So I started making them just for myself and then throw them up online and like they're a big hit a lot of people I mean I love miniature things and I love plants and I love macrame's kind of back in style you know from the 70s um so that's a big one right now I also do I love all things vintage so I have I'm always drawn to like vintage floral patterns and designs and one of the things I'm always drawn to for whatever reason I love to like thrift and antique and do that kind of you know, that kind of shopping, like secondhand shopping. I'm always drawn to vintage hankies, like handkerchiefs and they're floral and bright colors and beautiful and dainty. And then what I do is I, I put either quotes or sayings on them. Um, my favorite is when they're like borderline inappropriate or have swear words, because then you've got like the clash of swearing and, you know, whatever with the beautiful dainty floral vintage look so that's my jam too I love that those are those are a pretty big hit too I'm surprised that they're not really there's not really a purpose other than they're kind of a cute little gift to give people and um you know that kind of stuff you can frame them or do whatever you want with them I love that so much (laughs) all of those things it's just kind of random so that's pretty much my Etsy really right now if you look at it it's pretty much that kind of stuff yeah (laughs) That's adorable. I'm going to have to check out your, your account because I'm always looking at, at handmade stuff on Etsy. And what I actually, I thought about doing this because I'm also a creative type, but at Mm -hmm. the same time, I am kind of the opposite where I'm like, I would much rather buy the thing that's already made for me, Yes. but I'm the type that I can picture in my head what I want what I would like it to look like or how I want it to be. I just don't want to make it. Like I'd rather tell somebody else and be like, this is my vision. You go and do it. <laughs> no, that makes a lot of sense. Yes. But yeah. that's, that's just my, that's how my brain works. So it's kind of funny because I'm like, I could probably come up with a design for something and tell you like, Hey, can you make this for me? And then you'd be like, yeah, sure. Let's do this. Honestly, that's, that's, I love that. that's the fun part about like being creative is that you can have a vision and, and, and then hire somebody or have somebody bring it to life for you. Etsy is, oh, here comes Katie Cat. Um, hey. Etsy is dangerous because I could just sit and scroll and shop for it. Like there are so many incredible, cool, creative people out there that really make their living selling stuff on Etsy. And it's mm-hmm. so funny. I love seeing that. I also, I'm like you, there are certain things that I, I won't dabble in making. I'll just want to buy them, especially when it's something very artistic and it's somebody's like specific artwork you know mm-hmm. I love that kind of stuff I love I love supporting small businesses and people Same. That go after their passion so absolutely yeah <laughs> um so something else that you were talking about just like with your 
because you do Young Living, I do Young Living. I also, I by no means, you know, run it as a business. I, when I started it, I attempted that and hosting the classes and things like that just were not my thing. Um, but I love oils. I love everything about health, obviously. Um, and that's why I decided to go more of the route. I don't know if you knew this, but I studied nutrition. So I got a health coaching certification for nutrition. And so that's kind of what started this whole podcast thing for me. Love it. Um, but I still use essential oils and still absolutely love them. And so like, I've kind of tried to take those two things and kind of merge them together. Um, but I, like, I am curious to know outside of essential oils, like what other types of health things are you into? Like, what do you, what do you do? I love this question. And I want, after I'm done explaining, I want you to answer it for me too. Okay. Your cool. And your talent when it comes to health, because what I love about Young Living is that it launched me into this industry, which is it's hard to put a cap or a name on it, but really just health and wellness, right? And yeah. it can mean a number of things for a number of people. But for me, I, Young Living and like essential oils have launched me into understanding more about my body, mm. uh, about my mind, especially too, and emotions, which when I first got started using Young Living, it was definitely more physical ailments for me. I started using the oils because I had allergies and they worked like a, like in a heartbeat. And it was, it was a game changer for me. I ended up losing 50 pounds right away when I started using the oils because you're naturally just, you're living a different lifestyle. I was introduced to something that absolutely changed my life. And I, I remember it's so weird to kind of think back on it. It actually gives me chills talking about it, but I remember signing up for my starter kit and being introduced to the fact that you could start a business and going like, put the brakes on. I want nothing to do with that. That's super weird. I don't do network marketing or multi-level marketing. I don't do that. I don't sell things like, no, thank you. I just want to use and I want to love. And then eventually I was like, these are a game changer for me when it comes to my body and my mind. How can they help other people? And it kind of opened my mind to the possibility. And then it has, it has driven me down so many different paths. Because of Young Living, I've learned more about food intake and using food as medicine. Um, I would not ever claim that I'm any sort of health nut. I'll just put that out on the table. But I have started to... Um, you know, as a woman in our thirties, I don't know if you've struggled with this, but I've always struggled with my weight, struggled with societies. I'm snapping right now, people, because this is, this is my story. So proceed. <laughs> I can't wait to hear it. I can't wait to talk about this. Um, but I've always struggled with really essentially how I should look and how I should feel and based on the opinion of everybody else, society, models, magazines, movies, you name it. Right. And I've really grown up thinking I, I'm never enough. I'm never skinny enough. My skin's never clear enough. My hair's never long enough, whatever it may be. Right. And so it's, it's, it's been a weird process to spend your time always being focused on what you're eating or what you're not eating, what you're putting in your body or what you're not putting in your body. Diets, the diet fad. Like I hope to the Lord above that that shit goes away fast because dieting is so gross. Like I'm right now, I'm in this place where I, I've learned, I don't know if you know anything about Ayurveda, but I've learned. Ayurveda? About, yeah, the, Ayurveda. My Ayurveda? last Ayurveda. Ayurveda. My last episode 
podcast episode was actually about Ayurveda. Yeah. I love it. I love yeah. it so much. Okay, I love good. it too. I'm not a, I'm not a pro in any of these, but it's, it's something that, you know, you hear something or you read about something and it's, it, it's now stuck in your mind. And now you kind of start to circle around that and see more signs that you need to learn more. And that's where I'm at with Ayurveda. Um, I do, I would call my, my diet, which isn't a diet, but like the way I eat and the way I live, I would call it more like intuitive eating at this point. Um, I started last summer, not this summer, but last summer I spent, um, three or four months in California on a friend's hobby farm. Um, she hired me to come out there originally to work on her farm and help with their farm animals and help like garden and do all this really beautiful, fun stuff. And it ended up being a little bit more, a little bit of that work, but also a lot of like social media building for her. She was kind of launching a business and she ate very plant-based. They did eat meat and stuff, but it was very plant-based, all organic, um, dairy and gluten-free. And so part of the gig being out there was she made all of our meals and she's like a freaking phenomenal cook. So I got to witness her cooking, watch her cooking. And then part of the social media gig that I ended up doing for her was writing out recipes, um, taking pictures and then launching her website and, and social media, her Instagram about all of this stuff. So it kind of literally launched me into, Hey, this is actually really easy. Like it's easy to eat plant-based. It's easy to eat dairy and gluten-free and it, and eating it for months has made me go, holy shit. The difference in my, not only my body, but even more so my mind was something that you can't really even explain to somebody until you go through it yourself. Right. Mm -hmm. So that launched me, I came back home and I was like, I'm going to, I'm going to continue to eat this way. You know, she, she taught me different recipes and whatnot. So I've been, I would never call myself a vegan because I'm certainly not. I don't like labels like that. And I don't like, I don't like that kind of stuff, but I eat intuitively when it comes to um, just plants and, and animals. Mm -hmm. um, I'm a huge animal lover, as you can Same. tell. Same. I've had this weird awakening lately of like, this is going to sound a little bit crazy because I'm a little crazy, but this weird thing of like, animals are so cool and they're on mm -hmm. planet like you know I'm looking at my cat and my dog right now but animals like cows or chickens or anything they're on this planet with us living a life similar to ours and who gives us the right to to butcher them and eat them and who gives us the right to say that they're put on here just to feed us and I'm not anti-meat at all and I'm not at I, I still eat meat but it's made me go it's made me think of things on a different like energetic level you know mm -hmm. I'm also if you think of energy in terms of like the sunshine gives plants the energy to grow and then plants are eaten by animals that give them energy and then we humans eat both plants and animals and gain that's where, that's why we eat and consume is because we're gaining the energy from it and so it all trickles down so if you're eating not a lot of, if you're eating uh processed foods and stuff that there's no energy in that there's, it's all dead and dull. You're not gaining anything from it. It's just man-made and created to f literally fill your belly. It's not really adding anything to your life. Mm -hmm. Whereas if you consider the, the energy that you're eating when it comes to plants and, and animals, like when I do eat, you know, meat or whatever, I try to buy organic stuff. I try to buy farm raised, um, free range, no hormones, no additives, that kind of thing. Because at least I know that the animal or I believe anyway, based off the packaging or the advertising of what I'm buying, that the animal is living a more healthy life. And so mm -hmm. I'm, 
I've got to believe that I'm consuming a better energy, right? And it's adding more to my life. Um, and then same thing goes with, with plants. Like, I just, I just have incorporated more vegetables and plants and fruits and all that kind of stuff into my diet because I feel like that's what was put here on earth for us to consume. That's what we're meant to, to thrive on, you know, and I've, I live in the Midwest, live in Minnesota and like it's meat and potatoes around here. Like that's just what, what food is. It's like, you don't feel full. I grew up not feeling complete or full if I didn't have a chunk of meat on my plate. And so I had to kind of rewrite my brain process about that and say, it's not the meat that's filling me up. It's the food. It's the food in general. And so that, that's been like a hard, weird challenge, but it's been the most beautiful thing ever. Um, and then I find myself kind of getting off the bandwagon of eating healthy. Like this last couple of months, I've gone on some like girls weekends to a cabin and you make food and dips and stuff and you bring it and you eat that way. And then you kind of fall off that bandwagon or if you leave your home, you know, being on quarantine and being stuck at home has made it really easy to make my own meals and and make my own stuff. So it makes it easier to have that lifestyle. But when you're away from that, it's definitely more difficult, you know? Mm. Um, But it's, I'm all, I'm constantly reminded when I fall off that bandwagon of eating healthy, I'm reminded of it because my body or my brain starts to act up. My attitude needs an adjustment or my, just my mental health feels like it's trickling down. And I, I'm always reminded that eating plant food is medicine, you know? So that's, that was a really long winded explanation of that (laughs) part of health. Um, But I'm also a huge fan of meditation and yoga. Yes. So we can talk about that for hours also. Love both of those things. I am, again, like anything, I don't think I'm not an expert on any of it. Meditation for me is something that I struggle with daily. Mm. I know how beautiful and good it is for me. To me, meditation is like getting a golden ticket to life. Mm. Like literally an answer to all of life's issues and problems. It sits in the moment that you can sit still with your brain, but it's really fucking hard. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> and I have to make time for it every day. And there are days where even though I've made the time for it, my, my mental space is not in, it doesn't feel right or natural to calm down or relax. I'm, I'm constantly thinking, I'm constantly worrying about, I need to do this. I need to be the, I need to, you know, whatever. So that's been a struggle for me, but also one of the biggest blessings is being introduced to meditation. Mm. So I just kind of, kind of follow suit with that. You know, um, I was, I've always all my life been drawn to all of this kind of stuff. I've been drawn to yoga, meditation, Buddhism, Um, just you name it, anything that has a different, beautiful, rich culture. I want to know more about it. Um, And also like astrology and Mm -hmm. crystals and energy and like all of that kind of stuff. That's always been my jam, but I've never felt like I had full permission to go after that stuff. I don't really know how to say it. I've, I've always felt like it has been given this cloud of you're a weirdo if you're into that Mm. or you're one of those people. Like it's a, like it's a shameful thing and I'm a recovering people pleaser. (laughs) So (laughs) I basically have spent my life living my life based on what other people think or say about it. Right. Mm -hmm. A really icky place to be in and a really icky way to live life. Um, And I have learned, I've been learning and I'm still in the process of learning that you have to go after that stuff that lights you up inside. Mm -hmm. So if it's astrology and, you know, talking about your sun and moon signs and it lights you up, but it doesn't make sense to most people, that's okay. 
If it mm-hmm. makes sense to you and if it makes you feel good and if it brings something to your life, you got to add more of that. You got to keep going, you know? So that's kind of where I'm at with the whole health and wellness picture, I guess. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. So tell me now more about your, you got certified as a health coach. Yeah. Where did it come from? Okay. Um, first of all, everything that you just said, loved every little bit of it. Um, for me, I, and I've talked about this in, in like my very first podcast episode, but for me, I basically grew up in a very health conscious family. So my dad in particular, he's, he's, he used to be in like the sixties and seventies, what he coins as a granola hippie. So he basically like, (laughs) he was a hippie. He ate natural foods. He meditated. He took care of himself and all that stuff, but he didn't do the drugs. He basically had granola. (laughs) So we call him a granola hippie. And so I, I grew up with, you know, both my parents kind of instilling in my brother and I, a mentality of taking the natural path whenever possible, the mentality of eating your fruits and vegetables, of, of exercising and moving your body, and just kind of the importance of, of kind of the mind-body connection. And so that's something that has always been a part of me. I've, to an extent, and I agree with you when you said like feeling kind of weird or whatever, but to an extent, that's always been who I am. So I kind of just you know, steer into the skid and I'm just like, what, what the fuck ever? Like I'm weird that I guess. Um, and so, you know, with all that being said, my family has also struggled with a lot of, of illnesses and, you know, my, my mom in particular, she has struggled a lot. I, I won't get into details about what she has struggled with simply because I want to respect her, you know, privacy with that. But, um, And then I personally have struggled with being overweight, hormonal imbalances, thyroid issues, depression, all of that stuff that, you know, experiencing it myself and then witnessing it happen to my mom and other family members for that matter. It just really, it makes you think, it makes you be like, there's got to be a better way. (laughs) There's got to be something that we're missing. Um, that we could be doing to kind of prevent this. And so I have basically lived my life in with the idea that I guess for the lack of a better way of phrasing it to live a preventative life, you know, like not, not that I'm focusing on illness and death and all this stuff, but I want to do what I have to do to prevent myself from going down this path of hardship and illness and all of that jazz. Hopefully that makes sense. Well, like proactive versus. Yes. Correct. Correct. Um, and so that's kind of always been a passion of mine. I've always worked really hard to eat healthy. I've always worked hard to move my body in different ways, whatever that looks like. It may not always be going to the gym or doing crunches and squats and all that stuff. Sometimes it's just taking a walk. Sometimes it's dancing while I'm doing the dishes. It doesn't matter, but I try to make sure I move my body every day in some fashion. And so I last year, it was in 2019, where um, actually let me take a step back. I had heard of the school that I went to, which was Institute of Integrative Nutrition. Um, I had heard of it years ago, thought it was too expensive at the time. So I just kind of dismissed it. But then last year it came up again and I was like, 
I need to do this. Like, I felt like it was important that I did it. Even if I don't do anything with it, um, you know, for you, correct. Yeah, correct. So, and that's kind of what the selling point was, is that even if I only use it for myself, it's beneficial. Um, so I did it, I graduated in June. And so I decided to start this podcast and the beautiful thing about, and, and I know I talk a lot about the school in my previous episodes, so I'm sorry for people listening who are tired of hearing about this, but the beautiful thing about it was it, it, it fell right in line with everything that I've already learned Um, It fell right in line with everything that I knew I still needed to learn. Mm -hmm. And it, it talks about, you know, health and wellness as a whole, not just the food that you eat and the exercise that you do. It's about your mind. It's about your body. It's about the world and energy that surrounds you. It's everything, right? Absolutely. And I'm getting out of breath just talking about it because I'm so excited. My favorite thing, though, because you can feel when you're passionate about something. And, girl, this is your jam right here. This is my jam. Spread it on some bread. Let me tell (laughs) you. I love it so much. Um, But, yeah, so I I decided to start the podcast because, like you, I was – I've always been very – insecure about my body. I've always been very insecure about speaking my voice, like, you know, speaking my truth. Yep. Because I was kind of afraid of, you know, not being enough. I was afraid of being looked at as weird. Um, And even, you know, with my friends that have been my friends my entire life, you know, even, even I worry about being weird (laughs) to them, even though they know me. Um, And so I guess I kind of lost my train of thought. But anyway, you know, I decided to use the podcast as a platform for me to finally speak, for me to finally say, here's what I'm all about. Here's people that I feel share this same passion. Love it. What can people I'm surrounded with learn from this? I couldn't love this more, Carolyn, because I think that um, one of the big lessons in my life recently has been what you put out into this world is more important than what you take from it, right? Mm-hmm. And I think if you can, if you can live life, if we humans can live life in more of an aspect of what can we share or give or do for others, I think that success and happiness kind of just follows suit with that. Mm-hmm. That paves the way for financial, emotional, physical success, as well as happy. I mean, it's all, you know, it's all, it's all one and the same. Exactly. So I couldn't, I couldn't love that more, I think. And I'm, I'm so excited to hear that you went after something that you didn't necessarily have a purpose for other than it just lights you up. Mm-hmm. And it's something that you you can learn something about. And in learning that, I believe that when we follow those little pings, we follow those intuitive senses that we need to do something or learn more about something or whatever, um, that always pans out for us. Like that's not coincidence. That's the universe, right? The spirit source, whatever you want to call it. That's that channeling you and saying, here you go. Here's your next venture. Here's what you're going to do. You're going to learn something along the way and it's going to be awesome. You know? Totally agree. Yeah. Totally agree. 
So this made me actually want to talk about something else with you. Yeah, go for it. On the same lines of health and wellness and full, like you mentioned, full body, mind, body, spirit, right? Um, I can't help but want to learn more and continuously fill my brain with information when it comes to um, the really the mind body connection. So mm. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to back up, but a couple of years, a few years ago, like four years ago, I was engaged and engaged to be married. And I don't know if I told you this story before, but I'll try to keep it brief. But the, <laughs> the, short, the short part of the story is that I was engaged to be married and the man I was marrying six weeks before our wedding was planned and ready and paid for called the wedding off. Mm. And he had, his excuse was PTSD, mental health, really, that he, he struggled. He, he went through an illness when he was younger and he claimed that maybe that illness was, was holding him back from making big, big decisions in life or whatever. And I'm an empath. I'm like, uh, I will never judge somebody for something they're going through when it comes to mental. I, I, in fact, I'm the opposite. I want to help you already mm-hmm. get through this. It's, I want to be able to be there for you. And so I kind of stuck by his side trying to, you know, make him feel better. And, and one of the interesting things is he always struggled with back pain, like hardcore. There were days, especially right around the time where he was, where he canceled the wedding on me and, and that all happened. He, he couldn't get out of bed a couple of days because his back was so bad. And it was really interesting to me because it was, I couldn't help but correlate the two. Like you're, some shit's going on in your life. Some big decisions are being made or unmade and your physical body is also showing signs of something. And so I was introduced, um, this is so crazy, but I was introduced to a book called You Can Heal Your Life by Louise Hay. I don't know if you've read it. I don't think I've read it, but I have heard of it. Girl, you need to read that book as fast as you can. It okay. Is, <laughs> put it on your agenda. It is so good. And I, the reason, the way I found that book is crazy as it is, is I found it at a thrift store. I was and the book stood out to me. It was, it's got like a rainbow cover and I'm all about anything, healing, personal growth, self-help, mental body, whatever it is. I'm always drawn to that kind of stuff. And so I had grabbed that book and it had been sitting on my shelf for a couple of months, never read it, but just got it. And when that, when that breakup happened, when he canceled the wedding, I read the book and, um, it was literally the most divine timing of anything because what the book shared with me was that our mind and our body is connected. And that's not news for a lot of people, like, especially you, you're, you're into this kind of stuff, you know, but our mind and our our mental state, our thoughts and our, our experiences and traumas and all that kind of stuff that we've been through in life affects our physical body. It Mm -hmm. actually causes disease and disease. So what I learned from this book is like, there's so much to it and I I can't get into all of it, but, um, back pain has to do with being untruthful and not, not, not telling the full complete truth. And I later came to find out after sitting with this, this ex fiance of mine, trying to help him through his mental struggles that he was actually living a double life Mm. that was dating somebody else and had started a new life with somebody else while simultaneously trying to build a life with me. Mm. So that, that was like, boom, that clicked for me. And immediately I was like, well, this, this is some shit that I need to learn more about. And so I've kind of spent the last four years 
slowly and surely just doing my own research, um, not only researching by reading and, and all that kind of stuff, but really, like I mentioned earlier, just observing people and observing myself and my life and where my physical ailments are and how that might correlate with what I'm dealing with on a mental standpoint, you know? Mm-hmm. And it has been so incredible to see like it's it's lined up every single time anytime that anything's been going on in my body I can read this book or I can do some research and find out yep there we go it's because I'm not dealing with this thing and so that launches me into this whole talk about personal growth and healing and and I don't know if you have done or are into any of this at all but like shadow work inner child work all of this stuff where you're really kind of digging back into Long story short, I think that we all experience trauma and shame at some point in our lives. Um, It can be something very, very minute that doesn't feel like trauma, um, Mm -hmm. but it all all acts the same in our bodies and it all stores on a cellular level in our bodies. And when you actually shine light on some of those shadows, which is really hard to do, it sounds Mm -hmm. like be really easy but it's one of the hardest things I think humans can do is look back and say hey I might not be so good at doing this or I might struggle with this or this might be a toxic trait or whatever it may be I don't even like the term toxic because toxic Mm. is not really the the right you know it's all we know it's all we Mm -hmm. know what to do not like it's a bad or bad intention but that has been the most recent thing for me has been really launching into just looking at my life and looking at my personal choices um with, with when it comes to dating, when it comes to loving myself or being, um, okay or confident with who I am as a person. And I can't help, but a hundred percent believe and want to be a part of the movement that helps other people realize it's one of the best things you can do for yourself is to really take a look at the decisions you're making on a subconscious level. Mm -hmm. And subconscious is a weird thing, right? Because we can't see it and we can't, Mm -hmm. I could, I have a subconscious belief right now, but I don't know it. Like it's mm-hmm. in there, shoved so far down in there that I don't know it. It's going to take work to work and time to slowly mm-hmm. get it out of there and shine some light on it and then be able to kind of change it. I'm also a huge fan of like, do you know who Dr. Joe Dispenza is? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I'm a huge fan of his work, like neuro breaking the habit of being yourself. Yeah. I haven't, I haven't read his book, right? I haven't read that. I need to, but I have, I think I've listened to damn near every talk that's online of his and, and he's got a show on Gaia. I don't know. if mm-hmm. you Yeah. He's got a show called rewired and that's just like, it's like porn to me. Yes. <laughs> so oh, same learning about the human brain and correlating all that kind of stuff. It's just such a beautiful thing. So, same, same. Yeah. I, uh, I have so much to comment on, but, um, I'm the same way. I mean, I, I love learning about personal development, personal growth, because I feel like that's the whole point. I feel like that's, that's like the whole point of life is to grow, to love, to learn and experience. And, and I'm by no means saying that I'm perfect because obviously I'm not, none of us are, but I, I like, I'm doing my due diligence and I feel like I, I'm, I'm happy to do it too because it's it interests me, right? Yeah. Um, and so you know, you can name all of these these gurus and and um, 
you know, influential people and I could probably tell you, oh yeah, I've, I know their stuff or I've, you know, researched their work or whatever. But, uh, going back to what you were talking about, about kind of the mind body connection and, you know, some of my experience with that. So I actually, again, because of, of my upbringing, I've actually been going to see chiropractors and kind of naturopathic doctors literally yeah. since I was a baby. Okay. Um, my parents would take us to chiropractors and, you know, be adjusted and, and all of that stuff. And so I've kind of, again, this is one of those things that I've always kind of known about myself is having an understanding of when something's going on with my body, there's something deeper going on in my mind. You know, like, you know, like the back pain there. I remember one time I, it was actually maybe like two or three years ago, I was having really bad back pain and we'll just use this kind of same example. And so I went to my chiropractor and I was kind of like, you know, I have a lot of shit going on in my life right now. Here's kind of what's going on. I know that one of these things or all of these things is what's causing this. And, and so he was like, because another reason for back pain is also um, uh, stress about finances. Financial, yep. And so that was one of the biggest things that was going on in my life right now. So I was like, you know what? I knew it. I knew that was it because yeah. I had, you know, I had a lot of stuff going on. And so just having, even if you don't have prior knowledge of the mind-body connection, even if you don't, you don't really get it, it doesn't make sense to you, or you don't even have an interest in going deep into that topic, as long as you can accept the idea that if something is going on with you physically, maybe try looking at what's going on with you externally. Yep. You know, and what's going on around you? What's going on in your mind? What, you know, taking a look at that instead of just trying to put a bandaid over the physical pain, Amen. you know, and that, because that's, and that's another reason why, you know, my parents kind of raised us to be, to take more of the natural route whenever possible, because it's like, we want to get to the root of the problem and fix the problem. We don't want to just put a bandaid over it because mm -hmm. guess what? That bandaid is going to come off at some point and you're still going to have the same issue. Yep. It's just going to be maybe heightened or worse because you, you weren't dealing, you weren't digging into why that's happening. You know? Right. Exactly. Could, what yeah. a beautiful thing for you to have grown up like that. I think it's so, it's really cool because you know, my, I'm the opposite. I grew up, like I was mentioning, like, didn't, my family didn't know anything about that. You know, it's just not the, the life that my family grew up in. So for me, it's weird to have been always drawn to it. And I've always been so interested in it, but never, never felt like I had a clear path paved for me to learn about it. Never felt mm -hmm. like it was something that was supported because it was always like weird. Whereas me, I'm the opposite. I'm like, this is the key to life. Mm -hmm. <laughs> take it to life. This is that we, if we don't know about this stuff, we don't, what do we know? <laughs> you mm -hmm. know, this is literally what keeps the, the life going. So it's so wild to me, but a, such a beautiful thing that, that you have that background. I yeah. Hope how awesome. That is. I, I am very appreciative of it. If you had asked me when I was younger, if I was, if I was appreciative of it, I'd say hell to the no, because yeah. I, I didn't, I didn't understand why we had to be different from everybody else. That's something that was always kind of a fear of mine is just being different from everybody else. Yeah. And so, you know, I was the kid that if I had, you know, some 
let's just say I had like a headache or, or a stuffy nose or something like that. I was the kid that got sent to school with a container of homeopathic remedies in my backpack. Like I, and, and my friends would be like, um, what is that? Like, are you, you know, and so it was just, it's one of those things that I definitely grew to appreciate more and more as I became an adult. Yeah. And I'm very, very thankful that it's, you know, that it's how I grew up and that I have this and I have this knowledge and experience and all of that. I'm very grateful for it. Mm -hmm. Um, so yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Kind of wild. Um, there was just something I wanted to talk about. Now I'm, now I'm drawing a blank. Oh no. <laughs> I'm trying to rewind and think what we were just chatting about. Something that um, I said or something you said? Yeah, something that you said. I can't remember. Just now? Yeah, or my brain is spinning. It's okay. It's okay. <laughs> you could we could come back to it. Yeah, we can come back to it. I'm sure it'll pop back up. <laughs> so, okay, so what have you done with your you graduated and mm -hmm. you've got this information this knowledge under your belt what you, the podcast is something you you've started to be able to kind of just chat with cool people that are on that same wavelength mm -hmm. um what do you what do you foresee or what do you envision in your future for getting more into that do you want to work in that field um tell me all about that yeah so and this is kind of a messy path if you will because I've always loved the idea of coaching, of doing kind of like one-on-one -on -one coaching or small group coaching. Um, and, and, you know, essentially the certification that I went through, that's what it's about. You know, it's kind of about taking all of this information and guiding somebody else through this journey of health and wellness. And so that's something that I've always enjoyed. You know, I enjoy talking to people. Um, I enjoy helping people kind of figure things out for themselves. Yeah. Um, but I also, there's also a lot, a lot of time that goes into that type of work. And so, and it's harder to be able to help as many people as you, as you want to be able to help. So what I'm actually working on currently is I'm writing an ebook. Um, and I'm also working on putting together an online course for people because, you know, I want, I want them to be able to have access to this information, to be able to do more of a self-guided type of, um, you know, wellness journey, if you will, but then still be able to have access to me if they need help along the way, because that's part of the, the biggest thing when it comes to transforming really anything, when it comes to transforming anything in your life, but particularly we're going to talk about health and wellness. Yep. Accountability is so important. I mean, it is so important because if you, you could say, I'm going to do this for myself. I don't need anybody else to help me. I can motivate myself. That's great. Nine times out of 10, you're going to quit like a weekend, mm -hmm. two weeks in maybe. Like having somebody else to kind of check in on you, make sure you're, you're staying on course, make sure that you're, um, you're feeling good during the process, providing you information that maybe you didn't know, um, or giving you, giving you suggestions or alternatives for things to help you kind of change up your habits, you know, um, those are the types of things that, I want to be able to give to other people because I know that having accountability through my journey is something that's helped me so much. And yes, it, it, it 
also is about wanting to lose weight because we know that so many people are wanting to do that right now. So yeah, that that's definitely a part of it. But in my personal opinion, losing weight is part of the, how shall I put this? Part of the aftermath of the inner work yeah. and the habits that you're creating. It's not the main goal. I know for a lot of people it is, but losing weight is part of what happens when you shed mm -hmm. the negative limitations going on in your head, when you shed the negative habits, when you shed all of these, the other, I know you don't like the word toxic, but I'm going to use it. When you shed all these other toxic things going on in your life, that's when you shed the weight. And so it's kind of like trying Louder to, for the people back. <laughs> it's a, you, you know, you like, you really, you really have to, I really want to be able to help people to shift their perspective from looking at it from a standpoint of you're trying to change your overall health. And in order to do that, you first have to change your mindset. Yes, girl. You so, are on such a beautiful, wonderful path. And I will, I will tell you there's, uh, the universe connects people when you're meant to be connected. And you and I definitely have crossed paths for a reason because I, I feel like you took the words right out of my mouth. I feel the same way. I feel like, you know, you, you have this certification and that's where you're launching that. I have this same mentality for you. I feel like I, like we talked about struggling with weight and what, whatever. A lot of times people that's on their forefront and I've started to realize firsthand that like you just said, that's an aftermath of learning to love and be authentically who you are. The aftermath is physical beauty and physical wellness. And that comes because you are doing the hard fucking work. Mm -hmm. um, clearing out the shit that you just don't need to carry any longer. Mm -hmm. um, I remember what I wanted to chat with. Oh, yeah. Those kind of correlate with this conversation right now. But I have had this like epiphany in this last year or so that life is like this crazy cycle, right? When you're in your, and I can only speak because I'm a female, obviously, but as a female in your 20s, in your teens and in your 20s, you're kind of in this place of like, everybody's looking at me, everybody's mm. judging me and everybody's, I have to be just like them and I have to look just like her and I have to act just like that because that's what I like or whatever. And then your thirties start to shift and you, I don't know if this is true for you, but you kind of start to shed that. You mm. start to just not give a shit what anybody thinks anymore because what's the point? Like we're all here on planet earth doing the best we can with the knowledge that we've got. Nobody's any different from anybody else. Nobody has any more or less experience or, you know, there's no rule book on life. And then my assumption is that from people that I've talked to, as you get older, that just sheds even more, even mm -hmm. further. So with that knowledge, I don't want to wait until I'm 40 or 50 years old to feel authentically whole and worthy who I am now. I want to feel that now. Mm -hmm. I want to, I want to experience it now. I don't want to wait. I don't have the time to wait. I don't mm -hmm. want to spend my thirties giving a shit what anybody thinks anymore. I'm done. Mm -hmm. But it's also like, not just that easy. You can't necessarily just snap your fingers and say, ah, oh, I'm not going to care anymore. Or I'm not going to, you know, want to be X, Y, Z or whatever, or lose this amount of weight. Like it, it has to come with time, you know, but I think having that knowledge and, and having that like deeper understanding, it makes it a little bit easier to kind of shed some of that stuff faster, mm -hmm. you know? Absolutely. So, yeah. 
I, I just, I don't want to, I don't want to wait till my fifties to live so beautifully and so free. I want to just do it now. That's kind of been my, my totally goal, agree. You know? yep. And I think that that's, you know, again, back to what we had said before about being proactive yeah. instead of reactive. You know, I've, I've seen what living a reactive life looks like. Yeah. And I, I have spent the better part of my 31 years worrying what other people think. I mean, I, I borderline obsessive, Absolutely. you know, because if at an early age, if you get, if, if you have programmed in your mind that you're not good enough, and if that, if that idea has come into your mind and it has been set in stone for you at an early age, it's even harder to break. Even if that's not the, the, you know, negative belief you have, whether it's any negative belief, if you have it set in stone at an early age, it's even harder to break. We all know this. Yep. So for me, the not good enough and worrying about what people think has been borderline obsessive for me because it's been practically my entire life. And so I'm not going to sit here and pretend that I don't still struggle with it. Of course, I want people to love me, but <laughs> it doesn't matter if all I'm still doing with that, with my time is still worrying if enough people love me. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because like I, people could tell me that they love me. People could tell me that, oh, you look pretty or, oh, you're so good at this or, oh, this, this, like they could compliment me until they're blue in the face. But if I still have that mentality of caring that people like me or people think I look a certain way or whatever, then there's never going to be enough people to love me. I need more. No, you know, I constantly need more. Right. And that, that validation can be toxic or that mm -hmm. need for external validation can be toxic. Whereas I think the sooner we can start to realize that really the only validation we need is the understanding that we are whole and worthy as mm -hmm. we are right now. Imperfect, flawed, whatever, you, any kind of negative things that we, because we all have shit, like the, nobody's perfect, right? So knowing that we are worthy of all the good things as we are now is something that that's the only validation we should need. Mm -hmm. But like you said, it's kind of peeling off these layers. It's not just, it, we might have this knowledge that that's how we want to be, but I think life is shooting towards the goal of actually getting there mm -hmm. and learning along the way. It's never just, I know this and I can all of a sudden just live so authentically and just be worthy and never give a shit what anybody else thinks. It's just totally not totally agree. You know, yep. it's not how our brains are wired. So, and I agree with you too, that, that once I kind of got into my thirties, I care just a little bit less. I wouldn't, yeah. I wouldn't go as far as to say that I don't give a shit at all because that's just not being true. <laughs> totally. But it's definitely less. I definitely care less. I kind of have started doing things that like I was afraid to do before because I was afraid of failing. I was afraid of looking bad. I was afraid that people would think I was crazy or whatever. And yeah. now that I'm a little bit older, a little bit wiser, I don't care as much and I'm doing it anyway because I know that everything that I want is on the other side of fear. And so I try to live by that. You and know I, what? I think the consciousness of that, the fact that you're aware of that is the ticket. Mm -hmm. You know, it doesn't have to be fully true for you now, but the fact that you're aware of it tells me, and at least that's how I live my life is that 
once you, once that you make that connection in your brain, you're good. Now mm-hmm. the path is going in that direction and you're mm-hmm. going to start to act and do and be more authentic, authentic to who you are in that way. And it, it's like I said, it's not night and day, but you're on the right path. And that's, mm-hmm. that's a beautiful thing. Yeah. Um, real quick, because I also just realized that I'm pretty sure my Zoom thing only lets us do like 45 minutes or something like that. Yeah. I, if you're okay with it, I would still love to continue this conversation. Yeah. But I think I'm going to end this and then go back in so that we have more time. If let's go with you. Okay. So yeah. then I'm going to go ahead and stop recording. We can exit out of this and then go back in. That sounds great. <laughs> okay, cool. I'll see you